Lord, we just thank you for everything you are doing. Lord, we just invite your Holy Spirit to take control of this meeting and everything that you want me to say. Thank you, Lord. I was going for a walk in the mountains last September in North Wales. It's a very mountainous place. When the Lord said, stop, so I stopped. And the Lord said, what do you hear? Uh, water, Lord, rivers. And he said, how many rivers do you hear? Uh, Lord, one from every direction, at least four. He said, these are my natural rivers flowing from my mountains. Read John 7, 37. So I take the Bible out of my pocket and I quickly look it up and it reads, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Any man who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which they had, which they who would believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is speaking about the Holy Spirit flowing rivers of living waters out of our bellies. Not one river, rivers. And then the Lord said, the rivers that should be flowing out from my people have been blocked up. Blocked up as stones that might try and stop the flow in the rivers. They are stones of rejections, stones of unforgiveness, stones of unworthiness, and a multitude of other stones that they have gathered in their lives, even from childhood. And these stones are limiting what I want to do in and through their lives. I want to use you, my child, to Help free my people from these stones 
that they may fully flow. The rivers of living water that I wish to flow forth from their inner beings. And I said, Lord, how? Me, how? And he said, start where I started with you. And I thought, back. And I remembered, yes, in Israel, in the late 70s, I had a chance to visit the dungeon where the Apostle Paul was kept prisoner on his way to Rome. I remember clearly entering this dungeon, which looked just like a dungeon should look, damp, dark, and dingy. But on the right of that dungeon was a narrow slit of a window. And through this window shone a beautiful sunbeam right down on the fallen pillar on the floor. So I sat down on the pillar and I began to study the little dust particles dancing in the sunbeam. And I thought, this is amazing. Just like that sunbeam shining down on the pillar would be the same way as the Apostle Paul would receive revelations from God through the sunbeam of the Holy Spirit. Writing the treasures, the depth of God's word to the churches he had planted. Ephesians, Galatians, Corinthians, and all the other epistles. And then I thought, yes, and not even dungeon walls could stop the rivers of living water flowing out of Paul's life. You know, no, nobody can stop a river. A river gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it reaches the sea. People can dam it up, but sooner or later, it will come over the dam walls or around the side or even break through. And a river brings life to wherever it flows. After looking down from the aeroplanes, you can see all the green farms along the sides of the rivers. Water brings life. And the Holy Spirit brings life. And then I looked at my own life. And I said, Lord, there's not even a drop of water flowing out of my life. Please, Lord, do something about it. Please, Lord, show me how I can at least flow some little streams at least for you, Lord. And the Lord heard that prayer and began to work on my life. 
It took a fair number of years of onion peeling. And as you peel one onion skin off, there was another. And another. And another. Lord, how many? It sometimes takes time for the Lord to prepare us and cleanse us all of the hurts of the past. And in 2001, he opened the Step Out in Faith Ministries for us. And I began to flow in it. But I was not entirely free. I had a big stone inside me that I could not share with anyone. I was too afraid to share it. And when I came to Canberra a few years ago, I decided that Canberra was far away enough from England and South Africa <laughs> to hopefully be safe enough to share the stone with somebody. And I heard that Bev Moy had a ministry in inner healing. And so I plucked up enough courage to ask her if she could possibly help me. And she seemed very willing. And she took me outside in her garden. And I shared with her what happened to me when I was three years old. She kept taking me back to that area and I didn't want to go there and my arms kept going and it went on for an hour and a half and I thought, oh, I'm really wasting Bev's time. I wished I hadn't told her. <laughs> and then she said, what does the Holy Spirit say? I thought, nothing. And then I saw a picture and I said, Bev, I just see somebody picking a baby out of a cot. She says, well, stop there. I didn't see it relating to me at all. And I thought, what a waste of time at the time. You know, it took too much courage to share. And I didn't want to waste her time. But I was not wasting her time. Because God had a plan. I went to sleep that night at her house. And suddenly I found myself crying into the arms of Jesus. And I cried and I cried and I cried. I was a three-year-old three crying in his arms in that dream. And after about an hour and a half, I suppose, of this, I thought, I'm wasting Jesus' time. And I pull myself away and I look up. Do you know what Jesus did? He put his arm behind my head. And he said, I have all the time in the world for you, my precious child, and pulled me back into his arms. And now I'm crying for sheer joy 
are the best words I've ever heard in my life. And as I cried, I got freer and freer and freer and more and more healed. And I woke up in the morning and my face was wet with tears. I feel so well. I feel so free. I feel so healed. I've just cried in the arms of Jesus the whole night. And that is when I received my healing. And that brought me an enormous step forward in the ministry. Because I found that I could relate to people so much more easily. But that's all I thought about it. The ministry also took a leap forward. And I began to preach over radio. Not Christian radio. Because only Christians live listen to Christian radio. National radio. I went for the biggest radio stations in each country. And the Lord is reaching millions through radio. I teach all my students through radio. The radio station doesn't know that. But they come with their notebooks and Bibles and they take notes. We're doing the entire Bible school over radio, discipling all the new believers. And in Sierra Leone, we are seeing a radio revival. It would cost a fortune to do crusades. But with the radio, it's just the phone bill and the fees. And a lot of the radios give me free time anyway. Because God heals through the radio. I just tell them to put their hands on their sickness or their pain and to receive their healing in Jesus' name. And many, many, many are healed just by listening to the radio because God is omnipresent. He's in every home. He's in every place. I mean, no doctor could heal over the phone or radio, but Jesus does, and he does it all the time, every week. So I speak on the radio a few times every week, and I've got so used to it, it's just natural. That is the cheapest and most effective way of evangelism. And I want to thank you, this church, for your support. Because your support is reaching East Africa. Starting many, many new Bible schools right at this moment. And I teach our students over the phone. So I travel to Africa as little as possible. And I stretch the monies as far as possible with trusted people in these countries that are doing a very, very good job. So thank you. So this church means a lot to me because I've received healing myself through this church. So yes, it is like a home church. 
And I love coming here. But getting back to what the Lord is doing now in England, because basically I'm just sharing with you what God is doing. Since September, the doors suddenly opened again in England. Invitations to be speak at seminars, conferences, different churches, and to open our ranch for healing weekends inner healing weekends that are booked up solid till the end of May right now. I have to limit it to 20 at a time. And the Lord has healed and set so many people free. We are in the last days. The Lord is coming back soon. And he has ministries for each person, his people, the church. But how can we serve God effectively if we're blocked up by rejections or unforgivenesses or unworthiness, a big one? How can I speak? How can I share my faith with another person? I'm not worthy to do it. How can I speak in public? I'm not good enough to. You know, the devil will give us 110 reasons why we should not share our faith with another person or even family. And he has us in straitjackets, blocked, where we just can't get breakthrough. If you understand what I'm saying? or we are limited in what we can do for the Lord because of this pain of the past. And I, I was attacked by a babysitter when I was three. That was my little, I mean, it's just something that happened when I was three years old, just one little incident. Yet it caused rejection, fear of man, unworthiness. And that made me introverted, speak in public, you must be joking. I mean, I'm the last candidate to speak in public, I'd run a mile. That's what God's done in my life. I couldn't speak to other people, Now I do it all the time. He can change us. I was so shy. But it's changed me. Everywhere I've shared this message, people have been set free. Sometimes there's been a lot of tears. And in England, there's only LL Ministries and Horn Hill. Very, very expensive to get there, and at least 50, 50 to uh, 300 at a time. So it's limited to what the people can receive. But now at Stand Lake Ranch, we limit it to 20 maximum so the people can get hands on. And we just booked up. And then the people want to come back. And they said, can't you start a Bible college here? 
I'll come back to Canberra, and it looks like I'll be opening up the Vision Bible College International, which again runs from Australia. So I'm very connected to Australia. So we'll see what happens. You'll hear it in the newsletters, what actually happens. I'm still waiting for further confirmation from the Lord because I'm very slow at making decisions. But if God wants it, it will happen. It's not what I want, but what God wants. When we go to God and say, God, what do you want me to do? He guides us step by step. We don't always know where we are going. We actually only find out where we're going when we look back to see what God has done. But that's the way we run our ministry. Hear him, obey him. Because I know that if we listen to God and obey him, we cannot fail, even if we don't know what we're doing. We'll see it sooner or later, because God's in charge. So that's the way to do ministry. But we need to be set free first. And then we need to be in prayer where we can hear God and then obey him. As you do that, you will have a ministry. You are unique. Every one of you is unique. You have a job on earth designed for you before the foundations of the world that only you can do. Nobody else can do the job that God has for you except you. And if you don't do it, that job will remain undone. That's how important you are to God. And now the Lord is talking about many rivers. I said, Lord, what are these many rivers? He says, well, look at the rivers in your life. I said, what rivers? He says, you write books. You've written six books. Yes. He says, that's a river. You speak in public. Yes, that's a river. Oh. You have the overseas Bible schools. That's a river. Oh. You speak on radio. That's a ra river. Oh. Some of you are helping others. That's a river. Some of you have the gift of intercessory prayer. That's a river. Some of you go the extra mile to help somebody else. That's a river. Some of you write poems. That's a river. Others might do prophetic art. That's a river. There are many, many, many rivers that be, should be show, flowing through our lives. And God wants to free each one of his people fully. Yes, he can still use you in a limited way with some stones. But isn't it better to get rid of every stone of the past and flow totally free for Jesus and discover the rivers that God wants to flow in and through your lives. So that is what he's doing right now. And this is my main message for Australia and New Zealand. And I'll be speaking about prayer tomorrow which are the most two important things, to be free and know how to pray and hear God absolutely clearly. 
so that you can live fully as the Lord wants you to. So, how do I do this, I ask. I speak to big groups of people. I don't have a one-to-one ministry. And he showed me. And I'm going to do that with you now. Think of your life going back into your history as a tunnel. Now, you can do that. I'll I'll share with you just quickly a vision the Lord gave to me fairly recently. I was in prayer, and the Lord said, I want to show you something. Suddenly, I I was in outer space, looking back at the earth, revolving on itself, going around the sun. And it takes a year for the world to revolve on itself, giving days, weeks, months, and a year. Then the Lord said, look closer. Because the earth, revolving around the sun, is the time span. Now look closer. And I saw behind the earth what looked like a comet's trail going round to the back of the sun. And at the very tail of the comet's trail, I saw the word Genesis. And in the middle of that trail, I saw the cross. And just in front of the world, I saw the word revelation. And the Lord said, and that, my child, is a history of my time span that is in the Bible, the whole of the history of mankind from Genesis to Revelation. Now, if I spin a little stone tied to a string around my hand, how many times can I spin it round in a minute? 60 times, 70 times, 80 times? Now, pretend my hand is the sun and the stone is the earth. That is how small the time span is to God. Now, if you spin it round all day, how many times can you spin the stone round your hand? At least a thousand times. That is how he can say a thousand days is but one day in the Lord. And then he said, and your time span, my children, is from the second you are conceived to the second you step out of your dead body into the eternal, timeless realm of my presence. Well, that gives you suddenly a different viewpoint of time. So that is how small our time span is to God. And even our time span from a little child to our lives now, because this earth is just the preparation for eternal life. Preparation of our own lives for heaven and the preparation you put into other people's lives 
so that you can bring them to Christ and to eternal life in heaven with you. And we all have to stand before God one day. And he's going to say, what have you done for me? What can we answer him? But today's the first day to the rest of your life. Let's do something for Jesus. Because we should all be his witnesses. We should all be praying for this world, for the leaders of the country, for, your, for the schools, for the youth, for all sorts of things. And we should all be witnessing to our family, our friends, those we sit next to on the train. I was ministering to the lady next to me on the train to Canberra yesterday. Landed up giving her one of my books. And last time I came here, on the way back to Sydney, I had a very interesting lady sitting next to me. She was a big, big, tough Australian lady. And the Lord said witness to her, which was not very easy because she didn't want to know. And she said, I hate God. Oh, Lord. God. So that silenced me for a while, thinking, now how on earth do I reach her? And then she did an unusual thing. She reaches down to her luggage, and she pulls out of her luggage two knitting needles and a big ball of wool. Now, that is a lost thing I expected a big, tough Australian lady to be doing, knitting. And the Lord says, that's your clue. So I said, what are you knitting? Squares. Uh, uh, what for? A blanket. Who for? My child who is dying of leukemia. God took my first child by death. And now he's taking my second child by death. I hate God. Now I have a clue. It's not God who's taken your children. It's the devil. Because sin, sickness and death enter through the fall of man. And I was able to give her the gospel message. And she listened. She became softer and softer. And re she received the words. And I gave her my book. And we left as big friends by the time we got to Sydney, hugging one another. I know she's a Christian now. I had to really press through. But that was my divine appointment from here to Canberra. And yesterday coming here, God had another divine appointment for you, for me. God will have so many divine appointments for you. It always takes sacrifice or inconvenience or courage to break through them. The devil will give you 110 reasons why you should not obey God. 
But when we press through and obey God anyhow, regardless about how we feel about it, there's always a blessing the other side. You will never be disappointed. Because God loves people. Not just you, but your friends, your relatives, and your divine appointments. So, a tunnel back into your youth. Just a bit of time span. Taken by the hand. And along the way back, as we go into prayer, you'll see the root of every stone of hurt, unforgiveness, bitterness, insecurity, unworthiness, and many other things I haven't mentioned. They'll be stuck up on the side of your tunnel on big posters. Those big posters that have been niggling you and stopping you from being truly free and stopping the flow of the Holy Spirit, who's very gentle like a dove, from being able to flow easily and freely through your life in rivers of living waters. And I want you to show these posters. might only be one. It might be 12. I don't know. Show these posters to Jesus. Let him tear the poster down from the wall of your tunnel and tear it up. And as Jesus tears it up, it will take the sting from that hurt that you've carried ever since away. He won't take the memory away, but he will take the sting away, which will free you. And then I want you to allow Jesus to embrace you with his loving arms and tell you what he says about that situation. He'll generally say it was not your fault. That's what he told me. He said he was very pleased with me. Oh, that was a big help. And I thought it was my own fault that I got attacked. I must have done something very naughty. That's why I couldn't tell anybody for 40, 50 years. Carrying that round for 40, 50 years, hidden, terrified to share it in case it brought troubles on me. Instead, it brought love and acceptance and freedom. <sighs> it was not my fault. I thought I needed to hear. It was not my fault. Well, I know it wasn't my fault. But a three-year-old, I did not know that. I thought I must have done something wrong. And because I didn't know what I had done wrong, confusion had come in, causing the stone of confusion. Shyness came in. Fear came in. Rejection came in. Just through one thing. 
So hand these things to Jesus and let him tear it up. Now spend some time in silence. Now when you're finished praying, look up so I know that God's finished. Because it might be a bit of time. If you cried, doesn't matter. Crying freeze. He takes those tears in his hand and puts them in a special cup. That's the love of Jesus for you. So let's go in a time of prayer. Lord, I come to you. I want to be fully free to flow your rivers of living water through my life. So Lord, I'm taking you by the hand now. Down through the tunnel into my past. Help me to remember everything as I hand it to you. For you to tear up that root of this hurt and free me from it. Thank you, Jesus. to forgive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I hope that you have found that helpful. Jesus loves you so much. You are special in his sight. Lord, I just thank you so much for how you have brought healing to me through this wonderful church vision fellowship and through Bev Moy, who is such a wonderful, wonderful counselor. Lord, I want to thank you that nothing is wasted. And Lord, I thank you for that incident when I was a three-year-old because that preparation helps me to help others. And Lord, thank you for bringing a ministry out of that. And Lord, I pray that you will also bring ministries out of any hurts or difficulties that these ladies have gone through. That the healing will bring release and even new ministries in their life. More rivers to flow in and through their lives. And Lord, I pray your blessing on every lady here. that they will live for you with a new joy, a new vitality, and a new fulfillment in what you want to do in and through their lives, that they will see that you are flowing rivers through their lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm just really struck as uh, Suzanne has shared with us this morning that there is no part of our story that God wastes. There is no part of our story. We all have a story and every part of our story is able to be redeemed by the Lord. And um, as many of you would know, the story of our church is that we have a call um, on our life as a church to be a place of healing. 
to understand that simply in coming into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we sometimes still carry those stones, to use that phrase that Suzanne used, areas of our life and woundedness. I know the, the Holy Spirit to be a gentle counsellor, a comforter, one who comes alongside us and he's not like a bulldozer. One of the th- ways that I like to describe him is he's like an archaeologist where he, instead of coming in with a bulldozer, carefully uncovers the treasure. Um, and so I would just really encourage you this morning to trust and lean into him. If you found this morning that the Holy Spirit has begun to just put his finger on some areas in your life where he's wanting to bring freedom and for those rivers of living water to just be flowing through you. Uh, Sometimes that will come through a sovereign touch from the Lord and in your own quiet time with him. Sometimes as part of Suzanne's story has been today, that was through a divine appointment with somebody else where you're able to have somebody come alongside you. That is our heart as a church. So if that is the case for you after this morning, um, please um, come and talk to me at some point. We definitely have people in our church who that's the call on their life to be alongside you and to just see the Holy Spirit bring healing and um, wholeness to you and freedom. Um, So I just really bless you this morning. Would you just um, join me in um, thanking Suzanne again for coming and sharing vulnerably and intimately with us this morning? Um, We don't take that for granted. That's a vulnerable thing to do. And um, as women, I think it's really good for us to be able to share our stories with one another um, and to walk in life with one another in realness. Like we, none of us all have it all together. So would you thank her with me again? And just, uh, you know, our, our, our theme for this year is valued and flourishing, that we would be a group of women who are valued and flourishing, that that whole rivers of living water would be flowing through us and to other people as well and bringing them into that freedom that we have found ourselves in Christ. So bless you this long weekend. We obviously have a church tomorrow. I'd really encourage you, um, including our um, visitors today, if you would like to come tomorrow morning and hear more from Suzanne, we have services at 8.30 and 10.30. And we also have our Vision Women Evening on Tuesday night. So bless you. Thank you for joining us for breakfast this morning. Thank you.